0: Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Podcast. Over the last 30 years, it has been my joy to assist humanity in aligning with their magnificence so they may heal, discover their natural gifts, and communicate with loved ones living on the other side. May you also experience delight while we dance in the powerful, intuitive world of energy. Let's get going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. Before we get started, before I go off to the voicemail, and you can leave me a question if you like, just go to energyintuitive.com and go to the podcast page. I have one recommendation. If you just say, you know, please tell me what's going on in my situation. So many people's situations are complex, meaning most people aren't in good relationships. Most people don't have jobs that fulfill them. Most people, their body isn't healthy or super healthy. So you don't have to give me a big storyline, but if you just say a situation, you're not going to get the best reading that you could possibly get. So if you could just, you you could say relationship or work or my intuition or my body, if you don't have a specific question, that's just a good hint because again, it, it could take me a long time to read someone's energy and all the complexities about it, which is great for a session but not when we're doing a podcast. Okay, so before we go to the voicemail um, questions, and thank you so much for leaving them. I love them. I love our new format. I'm having so much fun. I want to talk to you a little bit about angels and, and my perspective of it, what I've heard from the universe and what I believe to be true. So angels are a different species than humans. They don't typically cross. Oh, they, they can. If you've ever watched the movie City of Angels, I'm sure it's not that graphic or crazy, but uh, they're different species. So angels typically don't come into the human kind of existence. They're a different type of energy. And the angels that are devoted to humanity are really devoted to humanity. I'm sure you, everyone listening has had an angelic moment where even a human has shown up who acts like an angel or might be an angel in your life when you're in, you know, some kind of challenging moment in your life. So what angels are meant to do, they're very neutral. So think of the heart chakra, if it were in its most powerful aspect, all of your chakras are powerful. They have an emotional component that if we can be in that emotion, then that chakra gets to be "Ah," in terms of its incredible power. And for the heart chakra, it's neutrality. That's why when you're in your heart a lot and you're over worrying and thinking and processing, you're draining your energy exponentially, and you're not actually feeling what's really happening. You're projecting your own insecurities onto other people and other situations, or you're absorbing situations that have nothing to do with you, that they're not a part of your present moment. And it can make it very difficult to move forward in life. So angels don't have that issue. Their heart chakras are perfectly Neutral. And that's why they can stand by a human being having one of the worst days in their life and offer authentic support. Because authentic support is uplifting. It's a high vibration. It's not a low frequency. I mean, it's important to show our compassion to others. That's critical. But even when I'm reading energy with someone who has a terrible illness or a child with a terminal disease, I have to go back to the most powerful vibration I can possibly hold when I'm helping someone to heal. Not over empathy that's actually not going to help and everyone's been giving that to everyone when anyone has a problem and they've shared it with their loved ones people have already given you all the empathy that they could possibly muster so angels know how to hold the highest vibrational frequency energy that could solve your problem and heal the situation effortlessly and they're so good at it. They they basically don't really show a lot of emotion on their faces. They look very human to me, but the universe shows me everything pretty much from the human perspective because I love humanity and I'm devoted to the human race. Uh, so angels to me look like humans, um, but my dog to me is an angel. <laughs> I don't know what he's really like on the other side, at least at this moment. I don't know. I don't think he's a true angel, but he feels very angelic to me. And my grandchildren at moments feel Angelic. Oh my gosh. So they hold this incredible vibration so that you can shift your frequency and get to the reception that you deserve and you desire. And without angels, I think life would be really, really hard on earth. But they don't intermingle with the human race and we don't become angel- angels. We could. I mean, we have free will. We could do it, but it's just not something that either side desires often. So just giving you a heads up on what angels are. And there's billions of them. Like when a plane goes down the angelic realm and everyone on the other side already knows that a plane's going to go down probably years in advance and how many souls are going to be lost or, you know, transferred to a different reality. So there'll be hundreds of thousands of angels already there in the sky or on the ground or whenever they're needed to help everyone. Even if people are screaming out loud during a challenging event, they might feel peace and calm inside of their body because angels are right next to them, holding them, loving them, caressing them, always, no matter what. Okay, now I'm going to start the voicemails. Um, And thank you again for joining me. I love this. This is super, super fun. Okay, first one.
1: Hi, Marie. My name is uh, Kenneth. I'm contacting you from a small city called Nestl in uh, Denmark. And first of all, I just want to be in full gratitude uh, for you and the work you're doing and for your wonderful podcast. And thank you for giving me the opportunity and others to, to make a question here. I'm contacting you because I'm ill. I have been ill for two and a half years now. And it started in my left uh, foot, uh, and now it is in my feet and in my hands. My doctor says that I have a peripheral um, neuropathy, but he doesn't understand why I am in so much pain. A pain that is growing by the day, and he cannot find uh, the underlying cause for it. Um, well, I would obviously <laughs> like to know if, if, if you can see if, um, if you have any advice for me why I'm having this and what I can do to solve it. I've tried so many things. I have tried so many modalities uh, and I've spent so much money, but nothing seems to work. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, I wonder if you can tell me what, um, uh, what is it called, what chakra that I might have to work with, and I wonder if you can tell me, because I'm listening to a lot of frequency music, what would be the best frequency for me, and of course if you have any other ideas or suggestions for me. I wonder if it has to do with some emotional blockages too and what I could do to resolve those. Thank you so much, so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. So Kenneth, I'm so sorry that you're having so much
0: pain and it, the, your doctor's complexed because um peripheral neuropathy isn't painful. It, typically it creates numbness, but sometimes it does create pain. Um, a a lot of times people who've had chemotherapy get peripheral neuropathy. It's one of the side effects of the chemotherapy actually, because it kind of kills the nerves and the extremities, like in the toes and the feet and the fingers and the hands. Um, but on an energetic perspective, you, it doesn't look like peripheral neuropathy to me. It actually looks like rhinoids, which is a, which is a form of arthritis. And I'm not saying you have this form of arthritis. I'm just telling you from an energetic perception, it, that's what it looks like. So it's, there's going to be really three chakras involved, but two main chakras. The first chakra, which governs the tips of your toes all the way to your hips, and it governs all the properties in your blood. So that's why your feet were affected. And it's all about your childhood. The first chakra has Everything to do with childhood, I would recommend if you've never had therapy before to get some therapy, but please choose the therapist that believes in energy and consciousness and vibration that won't stay in the storytelling for, you know, months and months or years or years, because I don't think that's effective or helpful. I think we have to shift our stories and change our perceptions and that's what creates healing. And then the fourth chakra, this is really the main, if we were to look at something like rhinoids, it really comes from the heart chakra. Although all arthritis comes from the first chakra because the first chakra is about letting go and people who have arthritic conditions, hold on. They don't know how to surrender. So. You know, in this case, there's actually three because your immune system has been affected. Something's happened. And luckily, your doctors haven't completely diagnosed you. It means it's still very much energetic. So the heart chakra, which governs the movement of blood in your body, when we look at rhinoids, what it looks like to me energetically, it's almost like blood and warmth doesn't get all the way down to the fingertips or the tips of the toes. And it's very painful. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. And so that's why I'm saying it's a first and a fourth chakra, um, energetic diagnosis, if you will. The heart chakra is the highest receptivity center in the physical body. So it takes in the most amount of energy and you don't take in a lot of energy, which doesn't allow for the blood to circulate as well as it could. So if you could listen to vibrations about receptivity, and visualize or feel or somehow know that energy is moving into your back. Maybe imagine millions of hummingbirds flying in or your favorite music moving into your body. However you creatively want to experience receptivity, that would be awesome. That's a lifelong experience for you. And then the third chakra, which governs the immune system, so all diseases can be traced back to the third chakra. But when we are looking at someone having chronic or acute issues with your immune system, then uh, falling in love with yourself is not an option. It's something that you need to do. You need to fall in love with yourself, which is an emotional experience. It's not a thought. I remember after my kids were born and they were much older. So they were, I think I was 35 or 36 and I gave birth to my last child in my thirties. I think I was 32. So my kids were maybe six, four, and two or somewhere around there. They were under the age of 10, all 3 of them anyway. And I had a, a health issue. Luckily, it resolved, but I remember when I was diagnosed with it, I I thought I thought this it had something to do with self-love and self-worth and I thought to myself, "Wow, I love my kids so much. I would do anything for them." And wow, I don't feel that way about myself. And because I'm a human being and they're a human being, I'm just as lovable. Like I logically knew that and it took me a while to really move into a deep and respectful place of loving myself and loving myself often. That's your homework, Kenneth. Working on first family issues, hopefully with a really healthy therapist, someone who can help you with inner child work. And I do have a recommendation, but please ask ask your doctors about it. It's called seropeptase. you may have heard me talk about it on the show it's an enzyme it works really good for arthritis any form of arthritis because it breaks down proteins it also helps with scar tissue it's very interesting if anyone's on a blood thinner they cannot take it it's contraindicated for that but you can buy it in herbal form i would recommend 100 no 200 and no excuse me 120,000 SPU's for the natural supplement, but it's also something that is very much used in modern medicine. So your doctor could order the 240,000 SPUs for modern medicine, but you can only take it for a couple months. So ask your doctor about it, see what he or she thinks. But I think that could be something that we can start breaking up because you don't know how to let go. You have emotional issues that are stuck in your body. And that's why it's, you've led to this chronic, terrible pain, um, which... I think we will go away and I'm excited for it. Okay. Thank you, Kenneth. Best of luck to you. I'm going to move on to the next caller. Hi, I'm
2: Jane. And um, I've been really inspired by just listening to you. I just heard you on a um, a YouTube show. And um, so for the last three years, um, I took care of both of my parents through hospice and then they were very elderly. And then I went traveling and I've been three years on the road. I've been to um, all over Europe and and gone on lots of hikes in the wilderness and sometimes long ones. And um, so right now I find myself in a really beautiful location for the winter. And um, I've been happier than I've ever been. It's just, it's been an incredible experience to be here. I'm taking really good care of myself, eating organic foods and exercising, breathing techniques, and um, um, just a lot of deep moments, um, quiet moments. So my question is dealing with, and I'm sure you've had this a million times, but is dealing with past trauma and the burden uh, and shame of ill will that goes within. So, you know, all I really want is to continue to feel this deep love I've been experiencing. So, that is my question. I'd really, really love to be um, free of those experiences. I realize they are a motivator. Okay.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks, Jane, for your question. I can't wait to tell you what I'm receiving as I'm listening to your words. I'm so happy you're having fun. Please don't take care of any more people. Please. It is not in your highest good. You're an old soul and old souls are natural caregivers and they know how to care for other people. But just because you know how to do something doesn't mean it's in your best interest whatsoever. Uh, And you may have resistance um, towards not caring for others as much as you have in the past. And I always say, Follow the resistance. Don't go, oh, I'm not supposed to do this because I feel there's resistance. No, walk through the resistance. Get curious about why you have resistance because that's just simply the ego. So here's what I'm going to ask that you do. I don't want you to keep working on forgiving other people. I think that comes naturally and spontaneously when when we have forgiven ourselves. And I, I know to some people, and maybe to you, Jane, that sounds crazy because a lot of times when people have hurt us and betrayed us or lied to us or cheated or whatever the things that they've done, it's clearly their fault. You know, they did this thing to us and they should apologize, but maybe they're dead or they can't or they won't. They're a narcissist, whatever the deal is. Um, and so we're trying to forgive them. But old souls are incredibly smart Old souls know that A, they pick their family before they incarnate for great reasons. They choose to come to earth of free will. No one is ever forced to reincarnate into the physical reality. And so old souls blame themselves for everything. Everything, everything, everything. So I'm going to ask, especially since you're in this bliss of nature, and I love Europe. I. Yeah, I love Europe. It's I just I just love it because it just feels like a a true melting pot of people, and because a lot of Europeans get five weeks off for vacation. You know, when you are vac- vacationing with other Europeans, they really really are relaxed. They really are in a good mood. They they really know how to have fun, and I love the food in Europe. At any rate. Um, So this is what I want you to do. I want you to say to yourself often, even if your mind thinks that this is a ridiculous idea, I don't care what the brain says. Humans should ignore their minds unless they're using it to solve something logical. Like earlier today, I kept doing checks on my uh, headphones and it wasn't working. And I'm reading instructions. I mean, I just have the basic ones on today. Finally, I pulled it out in and out, like whatever. And You know, made sure that it attached and then ding, I I got the right option. So that requires the logical mind. And I'm highly psychic. So going from psychic to logical sometimes can be a little challenging for me. As are many old souls, by the way. Many old souls are highly psychic. So you're gonna say, Jane, honey, I love you with all my heart and soul. I'm so sorry this happened to you. I'm I'm sorry that I allowed this to happen to you. You deserve to be loved, adored, and cherished. And none of this is your fault. But I'm very, very sorry. So forgive yourself, whatever language that works for you. You might have to play with it, but then you'll be able to spontaneously, at the perfect moment, to forgive someone else. And it's really not about forgiving them, it's just about not having the anger and the frustration inside of you. Most people who cheat people or betray people who are narcissists are younger souls and they don't care about others. They don't have that compassion built in. They haven't lived long enough to build compassion and all of us were young souls at one point. So there's nothing wrong with young souls. They're learning exactly what they need to be learning and they're helping to teach older souls to set healthy boundaries, to say no and to choose what's in their highest good and to stop taking care of people who don't care about us critical and important. I hope that's helpful. Okay, I'm going to go on to the next caller. Okay.
3: Hey, Marie, this is Ian, and I am sending my message from Boulder, Colorado. My question is that I have been in a fantastic series of transformations in my life. I'm loving my relationship with my health, with my happiness, with my harmony in my relationships and friendships. And I feel great clarity in my business as a coaching consultant, but I wanted to dive in a more with you. I feel that the main focus for me right now is sitting with any uh, fast moving energy that's contacting blocks within me and just getting more comfortable with that and just really having more and more fun with that. And I'm curious what you pick up. Uh, As you hear me describe this, I'm interested in in feedback you have for my life in general, but specifically as far as my business, getting to contribute in the way that I get to guide people and how to better follow their intuition. Um, uh, Yeah, what you think is the next best step for me. Thank you so much, Marie.
0: Hi, Ian. You're very welcome. I love Boulder. Gorgeous place. That's where Sounds True is, my publisher. So you don't have blockages. What you need to work on is receptivity. So nothing's wrong. And this is the truth for the majority of the population. Humans don't receive and they expect things to grow. But if you're not taking in the energy, just like if trees and plants don't take in the sunshine and the rain, they're not going to grow. It's not going to happen. So your job is, is to learn to rest, which it sounds like that's what you're doing, it, to rest and be receptive. When I'm consciously focusing on receptivity, I often imagine that all the pores in my body are open and I'm just taking in universal life force energy. And because you have a a specific desire to receive on, I would then feel inside your body that you have all the success that you desire, whatever that is, whatever it looks like, whatever it feels like, not how it happened, not where it happened, not how it's going to happen. None of those words are actually going to help in manifesting anything. They slow things down when humans start to analyze and process what it's supposed to look like. So practice for five minutes a day, and feel the joy that you are at the pinnacle of your career and you are delighted and surprised and thrilled. That's what I would recommend and keep me posted. Okay. Hi, Marie.
4: It is actually very beautiful that I found your information. I'm watching one of your podcasts and just feel your genuine just energy. <laughs> and it's so beautiful in this world, um, in this, you know, spiritual wellness world. Um, but my name is Molly, and I have had a very wild slew of events in the past three weeks. Um, it has included uh, finding out about infidelity from a past partner um that was one of my loves for a long time um experiencing a really intense car crash where my car was totaled and i had to get wrist surgery i'm actually recording this so late because <laughs> i had it today and i'm here now um still awake and just grateful to have gone through the process um safe and sound But um, it just feels like there is so many different things happening in my life and I don't know if this is quite exactly what I'm supposed to be asking, but um, just any kind of guidance or understanding of all of these massive shifts, I can see a lot of the lessons and blessings through this experience. And there's still, you know, a part of me that is afraid of like, okay, when's the next shoe going to drop? <laughs> it's like really wild, but I'm also quite, I I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm really close to making a connection to the spirit world. And, um, yeah, this is, you know, I don't know if this is quite a question, But um, I just wanted to share a bit of my story of of where I'm at right now. And, um, you know, it never hurts to just at least put this out there, right? So thank you so much for listening. And um, I appreciate you stepping into your work and what you're doing in this world because I feel just the clarity and truth that comes from you. So, all right. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Maybe. Hopefully. (laughs) All
0: right. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Molly. I'm so sorry about your wrist. I'm glad you're going to go have surgery and get an open reduction. They'll go inside there and fix it. Wrists are about allowing the universe to help you. I have broken both of my wrists twice. So (laughs) yeah, I don't always let the universe help me either. I broke one last year, so it's not like it's been decades since my last fracture. So you have to learn to let go and and to let people help you. That's what, because see, the universe helps us, but the universe also helps us by sending people in human form to help us. This Thanksgiving, I was uh, getting ready for the family to arrive and I couldn't reach something at the top of the shelf. I was still home alone. And I kind of like, I need help. And then my nephew knocked on the door. He's super tall, gorgeous, hunk of a young Healthy, wonderful person, walked in the kitchen and took care of everything that I needed. Grabbed stuff off the shelves, made a beautiful board of food, cleaned up. I mean, it was heavenly. So you have to take up, you know advantage of these opportunities because I could have opened the door, I hadn't seen him in a few years, and hugged and kissed him and sat him down and gave him a cup of tea and told him to relax. But luckily, I didn't. I, I didn't do that. I made him work <laughs> and we had so much fun. We had so much joy. So Look out for all those opportunities where the universe is sending you help along with the universe is helping you from a spiritual perspective as well. And then at the same time, you're going to also have to learn to let go and get out of the way. You need to learn to surrender because this infidelity sounds like it was a long time ago or a while ago. Um, So who cares? Who cares? Um, People cheat all the time. Old souls are not good at um, infidelity because they feel their partner so much. And they literally constantly consider how their actions would affect others. That's what happens when you've spent hundreds of thousands of years learning compassion. But younger souls don't do that because they haven't had all that life experience yet. So they've sometimes, as they get, as their souls mature, they will have you know, feelings after the fact, like, Oh shoot. Yeah. Why did I do that? Or that, that must've been very painful. I'm so sorry. Where older souls, if they met someone, if they were in a partnership and they met someone that they felt a strong connection with, and they wanted to spend time with that person, they would go tell their partner before they did anything. They go, you know, so I met someone, I haven't done anything, but I want to, and I feel so bad, but I got to let you know, cause I don't want to hurt you. You know, um, that's what old souls do. So You have to learn to let go and surrender. And young souls and old souls have no business in intimate partnership. Even friendships are not going to get what the old soul wants or what the new soul wants. Um, Old souls are going to be talking way over the head of younger souls, so they're not going to learn a lot in a relationship marriage or otherwise, or child parent. That's why some people separate from their parents if their parents are really younger souls or if their children are really younger souls, But there's nothing wrong with that. It's really hard to have healthy, um, honest, fair relationships with young and old souls mixing together. Like, doesn't work. So you had no business being in that relationship. Anyway, choose old souls only for your friendships and your intimacy. Okay. I hope that helps. On to
5: the next person. Good morning, Marie. This is Deborah. I am in the Seattle area. I'm in Kirkland. And I have a question about my employment. I recently resigned from a job that was causing me pain. Uh, finally listened to my body and resigned uh, and now I'm wondering what is in my future regarding my employment. I have a few uh, jobs lined up. or odd jobs, nothing concrete, uh, but it's something that will help hold me over until I truly find what I need to be doing. So if you could give me some advice, I'd appreciate it. Thanks so much. Joyful Blessings.
0: Thank you, Deborah. Yeah, I'm right close to you, really close to you. (laughs) So what would be lovely is if you could take some time off. You need to rest, in my opinion. So these odd jobs while you figure things out is a great idea. And in the meantime, what I would love for you to do is start to work on um, your relationship with wealth. So you don't have a great one, in my opinion. Of course, you can disagree with anything that I say. I would love for you to think of the ocean, the smell of the ocean, the sound of the ocean, the feel of the beach You're on your feet every time you're going to interact with wealth. So that means before you grab a credit card, cash, transfer funds, go to the mailbox, write out a check before you touch your wallet. And this is forever, every single time forever. I want you to first think of the beach because we need to heal this first so that you can get into higher frequency and vibration so you can be attracted to those things that are of course going to sing to your heart and make your life fulfilling but also be financially rewarding for you let's work on your finances first while you're doing these odd jobs so that you can choose something of course it's fulfilling but you're not supposed to work that hard anymore yeah i just want you to know that so let me know how that goes okay Thank you, and congratulations on a little bit of a break. Good job.
5: Hello, Marie, this is Jill from New York City, and my question is kind of a big one. I wonder what guidance you would give to us as we prepare to transition when that time comes. Thank you so much for all the joy that you've brought to my life. Thank you for all your gifts and I'm looking forward to this new format. All the best to you. Thank you, Jill. Great question too.
0: interesting question. So I don't know if you're asking this question because you have someone in your life that's going to be transitioning soon to the other side, or if this is just a curious question for you, but I'll tell you my answer, even though I'm not exactly sure. And you could have both things going on. Most of the time, most people don 't know when they 're going to transition, even people and it 's clear like i 've spoken to so many individuals who knew their loved ones were going to die, but were not even slightly prepared. humans, especially Americans, we suck at death and dying. I should teach a class on it it 's been it 's been uh, brought up to my attention a few times recently. I just think being present, even the transformational part of moving to the other side, if people can just be present, just be in their body, just be curious, they're going to have way more fun. It's going to be way more interesting. You're going to see all the dead people come in to collect you and angels and God, and it's going to be so incredibly delicious. When I worked in the hospital and we had patients who were in significant pain, and so they were highly medicated, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And, and they were dying, like all their family had come to the hospital and they were saying goodbye. So the, parent, the person, which was typically a parent, let's say, was aware that they were dying. And so there was probably a little bit of letting go that was happening inside of their body. And there are some people who don't let go, even if all of that's happening. And that's the hardest way to die. When you hold on and you don't surrender and you're constantly fighting and you're disagreeing with everyone that you're, it's not time to go, but your body's dying, which is the sign that makes it really hard to leave the body. It's, whew, that's a challenge, especially for young people who, if they have a disease, the rest of their body is healthy, but this one thing that we need is dying. So we would have these people who would fall asleep you know, because they were well medicated and they, they got to have rest, which was really wonderful. And when they would wake up, they would tell us how beautiful it was on the other side and all the people that they were connected to. And it was just charming and amazing. And they were excited. And, and then they would have something to talk about to their family members, if um, for, for those who were communicating. And it was really quite uh, beautiful. The answer to everything whether we're talking about living in, on earth or leaving earth is to become present. And that is an art form. Um, even right now, as I'm talking into the mic, I'm letting myself he- feel um, the AirPods or whatever these things are, my headphones in my ears. I'm letting myself feel them so that I become present because I'm in a present moment. I'm sitting in a chair, I have headphones on. That's my present moment. So that would be my answer. Best of luck to you and thank you again.
5: Hi Marie. This is Nicole calling from San Jose. My question is: what messages are my spirit guides trying to send to me that I am unable to hear? Thank you. Okay, Nicole.
0: Rather general, but I'm I'm hooking into your guides right now. So you must feel like they're trying to tell you something. I mean, guides communicate all the time but they're not in this urgent you've got to figure this out what's going on guides don't worry they don't have anxiety they're not pressuring us their their job is to support you their job is to show you the path so that you can choose whatever's in your best interest but then when you choose the opposite which most of humanity does all the time they support you so What I'm hearing is they are appreciating and valuing the amount of time that you're putting into being quiet these days, which is, that's incredible. Good for you. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. And they want you to continue that. They're recommending that you meditate for like 10 minutes a day, listening to brown noise, which is my favorite. And they say that within a couple, two to three weeks, and so don't give up. So many people put very little effort. And I, I don't mean this towards you, Nicole, you've put in a lot of effort, but put in very little effort to get to something that they've never experienced in their life, like communicating to the multisensory world. And they get frustrated after a week or two. It can take a while. This is a brand new concept. And I'm speaking to everyone who's listening on the podcast right now that most people have never experienced. I was aware of the multisensory world since I was a child. It took me decades to have consistent connection. Of course, at the time, I wasn't desiring it. I wanted to be normal. I did not want to be weird. So it wasn't until my late 30s that I began to hear, see, and feel daily as I do today. So you're on the right track. Quiet your mind. And remember, when intuitive information comes in and communicating with the spirit guides is an intuitive connection, it will be the opposite of what your brain tells you. So don't listen to your mind. Sit feel wiggle your toes, the lower half of your body and hear from that place. That's where the answers come from. And they can't wait for you to have an awareness of them. They already love and adore and cherish you. All right. Great question. On to the next caller.
6: Hello, my name's Wendy. I'm from Lake Macquarie, New South Wales in Australia. I've recently discovered you and um, I'm just loving your content. I find that I feel really joyful and happy after watching you on YouTube and listening to your podcast. Um, the thing I'm, um, I wanted to ask you about is um, I've recently moved into my parents' home. They've both passed away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm in the process of sort, there seems to be a lot of stuff everywhere, um, but I'm also establishing uh, my own business. I'm a social worker and I'm very interested in bringing my spirituality into my work. And I've been trained one and two in Reiki. And I guess I'm wondering how to bring, uh, well, initially where to focus my energy. I feel a bit scattered between sorting the house and and then what needs to be done to establish the business and then doing the work itself Uh, seeing clients and I just feel a little bit scattered. So I'd love some advice around um, just around gaining some clarity and I guess channeling my energy and, and knowing what to, what to focus on first. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome, Wendy. Thank you. And I want to go visit your part of the world. I can't wait to, it sounds absolutely gorgeous. I'm glad you're in your parents' home. They are jumping up and down. They're so glad you have the home. They're so happy for you and they thank you for everything that you've done in the world and with them. They appreciate you dearly. Uh, I would focus on energy medicine and get that master Reiki attunement, which most people don't know. That's why I teach Reiki in a weekend. So you get all three levels of attunement, which would include distance and all of that. It's because it's the Raku, which is the last symbol, is the most powerful symbol out of all of them. So the first level of Reiki um, moves energy around. If I'm remembering this correctly, the second, uh, level of Reiki releases emotional and mental energies that are unhealthy, like blocks or whatnot, but Raku brings energy down into the body. It actually helps healers with psychic sight, It's very powerful. So that's why I would never teach it without teaching all of them. I know different teachers teach different ways. I'm not saying anyone's way is better than the other. I'm just saying that's the only way I would do it because I know so many people who have one and or two, but have never taken three where all the magic is. Uh, I think you should go directly into energy medicine. Um, That's what I think you should do. But I would continue to work on getting the stuff out and having fun and relaxing as much as you can. You might even end up working part-time for uh, some sort of social company, like social work company, while you build your own business. That's something that could happen. But I would go directly into energy work. I think you have the talent for it and the joy, and I'm excited for you. Okay, I'm going to take one more call before I end this podcast because I have to go do some other work. So one more.
7: Well, hi Marie, um, my name's Marianne, um, I've emailed recently um, and I've been watching your podcast on Next Level Soul and I was absolutely in awe of what you do and you as a person in your story really. I am a nurse, a uh, nurse manager and um, I'm very intuitive, um, very spiritual, I've been going down a bit of a journey, meditate twice a day and you know I'm doing all the things basically. Um, my Both my parents passed away last mm. year um, and I nursed them at home so they both got diagnosed with terminal cancer in the December um, and my mum died in the April and my dad passed away in uh, October. Um, I just wondered if there's any way I could get a message from my dad. Really, um, I don't expect my mum to come through to me, because I don't think she was keen on me. Ah, oh. um, <laughs> time with my mum over the years, but um, my poor dad. I, I promised him he wouldn't suffer, and towards the end, he really did, and yeah. I tried everything to get the help that he needed to make him comfortable and for whatever reason it just didn't flow and they were, (coughs) excuse me, they were really reluctant to help him and give him what he needed to make him comfortable. Uh, And I'm kind of left with that image really. I'll try talking to him and I'm desperate to know that he's okay. I'm sure you get hundreds and hundreds of requests. And if I'm one of the lucky ones to get an answer, I'll just be forever grateful.
0: Okay, I think that was the end. I'm so sorry, Marianne. Thank you for being a nurse. Thank you for taking care of your parents. They clearly wanted to go together. I had this one client who was married to this kind of not nice, and I'm being generous when I say this, husband, and he got very sick. It took him years to finally leave his body, even though his disease was very significant. He had to um, have dialysis three times a week, so his kidneys were very sick. And when he finally passed, I thought, wow, this would be great for my client. Then she got really sick and died shortly after he did. So some people don't want to be on the planet without their partner, even if the relationship isn't amazing, apparently. Um, Even though you didn't want to talk to your mother or you didn't think she was keen to you. I I love, again, your words and language. Um, She was the first person I saw. And the first thing I heard from her was her apologizing. She says, I apologize for not letting you know how adorable you are, how worthy and deserving you are, and how much I really, 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 really loved you. And then your mother told me very quickly, something that I've heard many times, your mother was kind of stuck emotionally in junior high, which I don't know what that school age would be for your part of the world. But in our part of the world, in the U.S., junior high girls are kind of mean to each other. So your mother had never, you know, matured past that developmental stage. So she was kind of jealous of you, jealous of your relationship with your dad, which is interesting. So she's apologizing and which I think is critical and important and I'm grateful. She obviously grew a lot when she left her body, probably even in her dying process. She grew a lot because she didn't do any inner work that I can see while she was you know, uh, fully capable of doing that. Your dad, on the other hand, wants me to tell you that he was not suffering, that his body was having a reaction, but he was calm. the inside. I know that sounds really weird. And if I had more time, I would tell you a gorgeous story. I will start my next podcast with the story. But your dad wants me to tell you that his body had a reaction, but he was fine on the inside. He wants you to know that. So sometimes the body, when it's, we have these mental constructs about what's supposed to be happening when things are happening to us. So like if a car kind of spins out of control, we scream, even though the car hasn't hit anything, we're screaming. So even though the body, the energy is leaving the body, the body can moan or call out when inside the person is having a very different experience because most of their energy is already on the other side. Your dad's energy was already mostly on the other side for a very long time while he was having these experiences. So he really wasn't having the pain that you thought. And I wish I had time to tell you the beautiful story that happened while I was a nurse. Um, I'll explain it on our next podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. You're all gems. I'm enjoying you very much. I love you all. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.